0: Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And it's another weekend, another episode, and should we say actually the 50th episode of sapeople.com. But to join us for this momentous occasion, Jenny Baxter will not be doing so. Um, she has come down with the dreaded lurgy over in Antibes in France. Um, you know, I think the, you know, all those French kissing things that happen over in that part of the world, she's finally succumbed to the not so hectic one of the strains of COVID. So we wish you well, Janelle Fella, wherever you are at the moment. But standing in for her, from Cape Town, we have one of the contributors and has been a long-time contributor to SA People, pretty much from its inception, I would reckon. Ted, give us an introduction to yourself, please. Where are you from? What are you about? What do you write about?
1: Yeah, I I actually can't even remember uh, when I joined SA People, but Jenny and I have been friends ever since we wrote a book called The Expat Confessions together, which is basically the reflections of South Africans around the world. And it really is pertinent to any expat who lives anywhere about how do you fit in, how do you choose a new country, what are the hassles that you come across, what are the things you love, what are the things you hate, what are the things you miss about SA. After we finished the book together, we started. uh, I started helping her with SA people coming in and out. So I'm a journalist author between that. So I kind of move out a bit when I'm going off to write a book and then I come back to S.A. People and I used to live in New York for a long time and I moved back in 2017 to write a book based in South Africa and I'm now in Cape Town.
0: And and you're the one that we talked about a couple of months ago who decided, you know, you hadn't managed to get your um, address changed so you could go and vote in your area and you were still registered to vote in Johannesburg so you drove from Cape Town to Johannesburg to come and vote and we we did mention that we thought it was if if you could do that then people could go and vote because we were cross about the fact that so few people actually got off their butts and went in and did it.
1: No but I, I actually stayed registered in Joburg because I wanted my vote to count in Joburg. I don't think my vote really counted in Cape Town because the opposition in Joburg is in charge in Cape Town. So I thought, well, let me stay registered in Joburg and vote in Joburg. And my vote counted because my mayor is in. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) it was worth it. It was also interesting because I got to travel through South Africa at a time when all the little towns that I drove through were preparing and you saw everyone putting their posters up or with their posters up. And it was interesting to see which parties were most represented or most represented, but were eager, 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 Mm -hmm. and uh, which areas you were surprised to see certain parties. And, I mean, it it was was actually a really good display of the politics on the road. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I had um, SABC going, which actually wasn't bad. I had SAFM radio playing the news most of the time, and it kind of gave me a rundown of what was happening day by day and as the election results came out and I was driving home. So it was quite an interesting exercise. And then seeing South Africa from the road.
0: Well, road trips are very good. But you, you don't just do road trips. You also do these weird swims. So I think Jenny and I have mentioned it before that you were going to be doing this 11-kilometer swim. Where was it? Komaki and 2?
1: It was Komaki via Chapman's Peak to Hot Bay.
0: Okay, uh, that's so, a bit mad, um, yes. Um, and, and you did it in a speedo. Now, w- most of us who go down to the Cape and go, <laughs> if you've never been to the Cape before, you don't understand how cold the water is. Mainly people would do these swims in a wetsuit. But I know that we've got a picture um, which one of SA's top marine conservation photographers um, happened to be flying past in a microlight and took an amazing picture. Um, that was Jean Trezfant. Um So there's a whole bunch of pictures from that. But, I mean, what were you thinking? Why? Why were you doing this? Actress-
1: yeah, it was it was actually just a spur-of-the-moment decision. A friend of mine who I swim with sometimes, I mean, I'm not an athlete-type person, I do swim a lot, but I've swum with her in the sea a couple of times, and she phoned me, uh, it was less than 48 hours before the swim, and she said, look, I'm going out to do this swim, do you want to join me? And I've got a boat that's coming along with us and it's a well-known guy by the name of Derek Fraser who's got Big Bay events, which is a, he uh, helps a lot of the people who do the Robin Island swim, probably all of them. He does a lot of swims around Cape Town. So, you know, so that there's somebody there f- should there be a shark or, or you run into trouble. You know, it gets too much for you. There's somebody, there's a boat you can climb onto or who can give you liquids in between or whatever. So she said, look, Derek is taking me on the swim, would you like to go? And I, I really didn't think too much about it. I thought I really would love to see Chapman's peak from the water. Mm. And that was, really, that was really what drove me. And, and I thought, you know, if I get too cold or if I get too tired, I can just hop on the boat. And I actually made it. <laughs> and uh, it's an interesting thing what's happening. You mentioned the sea swimming. Cape Town and the cold water Cape Town has never really been a a place where it's known as a place people go to to swim in the sea for any length of time. I mean, if you go to Camps Bay or Clifton, you like dash into the water and like get icy cold and dash out into the heat again. But what happened during COVID is that because they had this strange rule, like many of the strange rules, that you couldn't go to the beach, Uh, people couldn't get into the water from the beach, Derek started this thing whereby he actually took people out in a boat, and they jumped into the water from the boat, and they started swimming from the boat. And he said within a matter of days, his WhatsApp group was like, over, is overflowing. Mm. And since then, there's hardly a spot on the peninsula that you go to that you don't see like heads now bobbing in the water swimming. And it's actually becoming well-known internationally for people who... Because really cold... I mean, it sounds stupid, but the cold is really all up here. You could deal with a lot more. I'm going to have to
0: disagree with you on that. I'm sorry. This (laughs) whole, I've seen a lot about this cold water swimming and I saw that, um, I was at Jack Whitehall on one of his travels with my father when he went up, I think to Scotland or Wales or somewhere. And there were people doing cold water swimming. I'm sorry. That is not for me. If the water's less than 30 degrees, I'm not getting into it.
1: Okay. (laughs) No, but that's, I think what he was talking about more is like these people who cut out a chunk of ice and swim in that or, people who jump into freezing freezing cold water yeah this is not that i mean you're talking in cape town they've had like 16 17 off camps bay and clifton this year yeah and that's really doable for a lot of people i mean i find you know it's it's really a lot of it is in the head i mean i thought i could never get down to that temperature and for a lot of the swim we did was, it was 11 which mm. I, a mm-hmm. year ago i would have said that's insane so there were a
0: lot of people so. in the water when you were swimming on friday
1: uh, no, there were three of us. Yeah. There was, um, the, the, the friend who I swam with. And then at the last minute, we were joined by a woman by the name of Andrea Mason, who Jenny has written about on SA People. Um, she's a like super, super triathlete person who lives in, I think she lives in Europe now, but she's British and she lives half the year in, in South Africa. And she does these ultra, ultra distances. Yeah. And she does it mostly for charities because she had ovarian cancer. And so, she, her next event, she's going to be doing, amongst other things, three lakes in England, one of which is 71 kilometers long. And all of these are back-to-back. So, she swam, but she swam in a wetsuit. And um, I, I lost sight of her after about an hour. Yeah. So, um, She's one she of those mis- I boat. blame
0: it all on Lewis Pugh. I think he started this whole thing, and he's to blame, <laughs> quite frankly. But I mean, there, there's a lot of events. I mean, wasn't there one happening as well, like a shorter one that happened when you were swimming? No, yeah, there was
1: one that when we came out, there was another one gathering in Hart Bay, which was for three kilometers. It was was more like uh, people could get in and off the boat and jump on again. It was more kind of casual, and it was sponsored by Pluckies.
0: Oh, pluckies we're getting Valtzkun, who bring out the pluckies, of course, which is fantastic. I mean, they do yes, some wonderful yes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we
1: didn't get any pluckies. I thought, geez, we swam like three, four times the distance and we got no pluckies. Oh, we,
0: pluckies. we're going to have to have a word with their, their shoe salesman, their, their head shoe salesman when we get him on the show yeah, again and just say he needs because <laughs> some. All of, the
1: sw- all of the swimmers had their like, shoes on and they were all these incredible designs. And I mean, the colors, I mean, the design is all the same. But they looked really great. I must say, I've, yeah.
0: Well, I've been hearing about that. a meme that's been going around with with uh, something about a plucky, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So there's a meme going around now uh, with a plucky-looking shoe with EFF um, written in big letters on it. Is it's it because the they're flip flopping? Be, yeah, because they're becoming known <laughs> as the flip flop party. Um, <laughs> today's another policy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good.
0: All right. Well, maybe we should. Um, we'll have a word with the people mm-hmm. at Felskin about that as well. See what they have to say. Anyway, so I mean, look, we we up here in Johannesburg. Um, obviously, has been some interesting things happening in our council. We won't get onto that because I, I find that politics is incredibly boring on occasion. And we will get onto it when something really exciting happens. But the big thing, of course, um, up here in the north. Is that we have been having so much rain, and here at the podcast studio, we we keep an eye on the levels year by year. And I mean, but it's especially in KZN. My goodness, I mean, there was on the news this morning. I think 148 schools down in KZN weren't able to open today because they've been either flooded or damaged by rain in some way. So that's a whole bunch of kids who are like really looking forward to starting school. Shame, man. I feel really sorry for with the floods that are happening all over the place. But up here, they have actually opened two sluice gates at the Val Dam. And the Val Dam is sitting at 108.6%. So they need to open those sluice gates. There's been some good stories that have been coming out, though, um, with people who are actually getting useful, true heroes. There's a photograph, which you'll see on SA People as well, with a police officer rescuing a baby and acute South African exchange and the seriousness of it all when the officer passes the baby to his colleague. And Davy starts crying and the officer says, <laughs> which is very, very, very South African, of course. And uh, just by the way, talking about schools around the yeah, country. Say. Of course, the IEB results um, released today for Matrix. And the government schools are getting their results on Friday. There's been a lot in the news about whether they should be able to publish the results in the newspapers. Or I saw that last night. I think that the Department of Education has been told that they have to publish results, but it hasn't got the people's names; it's just got their ID numbers and their results.
1: Because yeah, that I, was a uh, that was because of a court case that AfriForum brought together with Marilla Media and a metric student. Yeah. So the Department of Basic Education wanted to not publish um, the results because they felt it was in the, to the benefit of the, the students and they took them to court and the court said no they have to publish the results mm-hmm. but they can keep the names of the students off yeah and they just and their results they just put the number of the student there so I'd, that yeah. was uh, and a lot of people see it as a great uh, a great victory
0: yeah i don't think the kid, i mean i've been speaking obviously my children are matriculating at the moment so they're like no it's an invasion of privacy because then everybody can see how well you did but if your name is not there well then you should be okay but for me i mean i just think about when we were in matric there was no other way to get our results the schools were closed the only way you could get your your results was actually in the newspaper that's all there was to it
1: hmm. yeah there was also some they um a uh, bunch of students that did very very well in the iebs and uh they're two uh, students from St. John's who have been accepted into Harvard and Oxford. Wow. So ha- Harvard and Oxford. Um, so two of them have been accepted there, uh, which is really, really great. And then they got flying, flying colors. And they said that these students generally did better in 2021 than in 2020. Yeah. And so even despite all the lockdowns and... The limitations, um they did better and there was a, it's a pass rate of what ninety eight percent.
0: On the IEB. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, we, we wait to yeah. see what happens with the uh, caps. We'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll keep everybody updated. But good luck to all of the matrix. Well, I mean, there's no point in saying good luck now. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that you all passed. Yeah, Let's no. put it that way. <laughs> Can't do anything no, about it now. Right? That one's flown the coop already. and yeah. <laughs> um, By the way, going back to the floods for a second as well. 35 people were re- rescued. 89 have been evacuated. And they're staying in the indoor center in, where is this, in Ladysmith down in KZN. And um, we just want to give a huge shout out to the volunteers from the Al-Imdad Foundation who helped with the evacuations and um, looking after the evacuees as well. Now, getting back to the sea, I have to say I am absolutely shocked and horrified about the fact that one of my favorite things I found out two days ago is no longer going to be on the shelves of our supermarkets. And I actually went on a... (laughs) an excursion yesterday to all the little shops that i could find to see if i can find any of my favorite pecs and trevette which is something i have grown up on and i've seen so many people on facebook who are having an absolute hissy fit um about the fact that we can't get fish paste anymore um i mean did you see that about pecs and wedwo wedwo fish paste no longer going to be uh,
1: does anybody eat those things anymore? yes they do of course we do. I mean, it's it's been one of my favourite things you've got, to like, you've got to be like somebody who likes marmite to like red row, and, um, and I don't know. It's like a very particular taste.
0: Well, I suppose it also helps if you if you're ex Brits. <laughs> but it is for me. I mean, for me, anchovy toast is just one of the best things. Slightly lightly sliced tomato on top, a little bit of uh, basil and salt and pepper. One of the best things to eat. Uh, so everybody's been sending me recipes on how to make my own fish paste, but I don't want to do that. I want but my,
1: um, PIX. it's only Red Row. Isn't it only Red Row that's stopping, but Pex will still be no. producing?
0: No. Pex is also off the shelf. It's been discontinued.
1: Oh. I hmm. also saw somebody saying, oh, it's a big marketing campaign. They're actually not really going to pull them. It's just to kind of get a lot of. Publicity. Mm. So maybe you'll be
0: saved still. I will, I, if anybody knows where I can get any picks and Chevette, please let me know. I need to get some. Next, they'll be telling us a bit. Oh, apparently HP Sauce is also going off, which is an absolute horror. N- I mean, imagine I if know, they decide to bad. say, as the Americans say, Worcestershire Sauce, <laughs> your Worcester Sauce, if it's going to be off the mark, mo- I'd be absolutely shocked. I mean, what would we do without that? It
1: would be like taking a uh, ketchup would be like taking ketchup off the American supermarket shelves.
0: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I feel. Anyway, let's get on to some sport. I mean, we are doing the news for expats at the moment. Um, SA's top seeds, Lloyd Harris and Kevin Anderson, were knocked out in the first round. But um, the South African wheelchair tennis ace, Chochozo Mojani and Donald Rampadi are still in the Australian Open Grand Slam, just starting on the 23rd. We just, I found that whole thing about returning the Serb, which is so, so pertinent when it comes to tennis. But we're not going to talk any more about that because I think it's been done ad nauseam. Um, and, and do you follow cricket?
1: Uh, not so much. I'm more the uh, person who dives in the water. the person who watches anything.
0: Okay, yeah, no, well, uh, SA has won the uh, series against India, which is great, Uh, 2-1. It's only the fourth time in 133 years that a team has scored more than 200 in Cape Town to win. Can you believe that? And I know that um, your weather down in the Cape is actually good today, I heard on the the news today. Fortunately, it's not raining because the first of the three one-day internationals um, is starting in Paul today. Well, they're actually. I think. Are yeah, on the it's field actually strange
1: now. because yesterday was raining and misty the whole day, which is very unusual for summer. But uh, I think all of us have been having rather strange weather.
0: No, well, this is normal. This pouring with rain weather is normal for Johannesburg. Trust me, every January, <laughs> because if you do something this weird thing called building a show garden, <laughs> okay, which happens at um, one of the colleges here in Johannesburg, it pours with rain every single year. And trying to build a show garden at this time of the year is not much fun, I can tell you that. But anyway, getting out into the felt, uh, have you seen that thing about the elephant in, in isimalangiso Wetland Park overturning the 4x4? It's made international headlines. Yeah,
1: I did, I did see that. I mean, and uh, thankfully nobody was injured, were they?
0: No. And the family with two kids under 10 going down the Cape Vidal Road, which means that, I mean, probably the elephant, the, the bull elephant was in musk mm. and looking for a female yeah, yeah, oh, no. uh, I
1: think it's quite crazy, hey? But they reminds do that a you, lot. I mean, I just about m- elephants. Yeah?
0: You probably don't remember a dead Scrooby, um, now She was a former Miss South Africa, and she was up at Mabula and flying her helicopter, and she landed the helicopter, and the elephants came and completely trashed the helicopter, T- absolutely totaled yeah. it. Yeah, so I mean, people always think, oh, elephants are so nice. I tell you what, you see one, you stay, you keep a distance, boy. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, yeah. um, the people in the car behind them filmed it and called the game rangers to rescue the occupants and they were a bit shaken. Obviously, I think I would have been if my car had been turned up and shaken and stirred. All right. So, so you were telling me also about this uh, vaccine production campus in South Africa. What is that all about?
1: To be honest with you, I don't know what the latest is. I saw that, um, I never can get his name right. The South African who lives in Los Angeles now and owns the Los Angeles Times. Is it Dr. Soon uh, Xiong? Yeah. So he... I don't know if you remember that a couple of months ago, he and uh, President Ramaphosa made some statement about the fact that he was um, Soon Xiong, Xiong, mm-hmm. Xiong. He was going to be contributing quite a few billion dollars, I think, to opening up a vaccine center in South Africa, which would help make COVID vaccines and other vaccines for Africa. Mm. And it would be based in, I think, in Cape Town. And so now this is like the next step where they're formalizing it or... Oh,
0: good. Okay. um, but there's a you know a ribbon cutting so let's let's hope that we we get into the forefront of that and not just actually get blamed for creating things like Omicron, which is a lot of nonsense
1: well I think yeah, I think you know it's also important that um I think some people have often wondered why South African expats who've made a lot of money overseas don't contribute to the upliftment of South Africa or whatever and i mean obviously there's certain reasons they don't because a lot of the money that does come here gets. Oh, Pernoined. Is that a good word? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the fact that Sun Xiong has done that is, is amazing that he's put this faith in it. But I mean, his background, unlike Elon Musk, is more kind of, um, health and mm. he is a doctor. Mm. Um, so, and I think he's got investments in hospitals and pharmaceuticals. Um, so it's great to see that he's actually kind of coming back to where he started yeah. and putting some money in.
0: Okay, good for him. And um, now getting on to something which I'm really, and one of the, the two sporting events that I actually do watch on television when they happen, um, the other one being the Tour de France. Of course, I'm talking about the Dakar Rally, and I was so pl- proud and so happy to see so many South Africans doing so well. Um, yeah, Brian, no, I the, Brian Gar- Baraguana's team doing so well. But then, of course, Bradley Cox, um, got second in his class, and I'm sure that many of you will remember Alfie Cox, his father, also used to do the Dakar, the most amazing, and what an absolute mensch, amazing guy. Um, and he was there in Saudi Arabia with him. He finished on the podium three times. And um, I actually had a friend who was working, I think he was working on that team as well, uh, another expat who's now come back to South Africa, another works rider as well from overseas, um, Hilton Haywood, one of the great um, off-road motorcyclists here in South Africa. He was part of the team, so I was following what they were doing um, through him rather than through anybody else. Um, so that- those are my heroes. Well done, guys. I'm very happy about that. And then there's also another African hero, a rat. Did you know about the rat, Magawa. He sniffed out a hundred yeah, landmines. that's mines.
1: quite sad, you know, but I mean, he did his, uh, he did his duty, and uh, uh, we wrote about it on SA People yeah. um, at least that's a, a year cool ago. It's a story he was, uh, when he retired. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he was a mine hunter. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, these rats that they train to uh, find landmines, and uh, they do a really good job of it, too.
0: Yeah, shame. And so he, he's, he's passed away now. And um, he was an African giant pouch rat born and raised in Tanzania. I, I just love yeah. the whole story. I mean, I just think that, you know, I think that, that touches the hearts of so many people as well. Yeah. Mm, anyway, so cool <laughs> let's get some good news. Um, have, have you read that poem that's been going around um, about domestic workers written by Herman H. LaRue with artwork by Mary Sabanda? It's absolutely beautiful. And if you haven't seen it or haven't read it, It is on the site. Go and have a look. It is absolutely, when I read it, it it kind of like my, it made my heart kind of pint, as I'd say. Have you seen it yet, Ted?
1: I haven't seen it, no.
0: All right. You and everybody else are going to go and read it.
1: Are you going to read us a few lines from it?
0: No, I'm not. You're going to go and read it to yourself. You have to read it to yourself. Okay. It's one of those things that if you don't read the whole thing, it wouldn't be right. Okay, and then also um, a safari guide in KZN. I, I, I love the fact that um, we are managing to get a lot of people involved in sort of safari things um, here in South Africa and getting tourism back up again. Gavin Yudel, uh, he's in KZN, sent some amazing pictures of um, vervet monkeys swimming across a crocodile-infested river in Tliluilu. Um which is a very, very rare event, okay um not quite sure why they were going and um then there's also he sent some pictures through of an elephant mum and her children crossing the river <laughs> and then <and> this is <laughs> I love this what what Jenny's put here the male is the only one swimming. And this is apparently because male elephants have to keep their testicles cool in order for sperm to survive. There's more details on the site if you want to find out more about that. <laughs> okay. And, and oh, by the way, what we've got coming up, of course, is, is more to do with safari destinations. So that'll be coming up. Are you involved in that at all? I know that you're involved with uh, animals and, and parks and things throughout Africa. Um, do you know about the story which is coming up on which safari destinations are the best to visit where you'll not be supporting animal cruelty?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's been quite a big thing. Um Some people think that they're going to a place that's actually helping conserve animals when they're actually not. So yeah. um, I'd actually be interested to see what's going on with that. By the way, I also wanted to tell you some good news that's outside of KZN, seeing this is a very pro-KZN uh, episode. Uh Cape Town, after many years in South Africa of having no trains, or through lockdown anyway, and the vandalizing that everyone hears about and so forth, the trains have started running in Cape Town um, quite um, strongly over the last week. And one of the big ones for everybody is the train to Simonstown. That beautiful trip that you can do from Nusenberg through to Simonstown is running again now. And you can even do it in the brand spanking new, uh, what they call the Blue People's Train, which is uh, really looks like a European... A model train, which gets made locally by a company called Gibella. Yeah. Um, so they've been making up these sets of trains in Gauteng somewhere, I think. And they're all like waiting to be rolled out as the train lines slowly open. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of hiccups over the next couple of months as the railway authority tries to kind of get lines that have been down for a long time, cables that have been stolen, tracks mm-hmm. that have been stolen stations that have been vandalized trying to get them up and kind of running properly well that's very uh, positive um,
0: very positive no it's
1: fantastic you know and so everyone is now posting little pieces of their and and somebody was saying on twitter he's been posting something about um, the the ride into cape town from i think he comes in from plumstead or somewhere like that he said the view that you get coming on the railroad into cape town and seeing the mountain Should be, you should actually have to pay for it. It's so beautiful. Well that's um, great.
0: You know, we should be building our country up, not pulling it down. Now come on people, like let's get this together. Stop breaking everything. Let's make our country great. Before we disappear, um just a reminder and and, and I know that you you don't have showmax, do you, Ted? We're gonna to have to get you onto some kind of showmax thing oh, here. I have going. Showmax. You oh kidding? do you? I have okay. Oh
1: of course.
0: Oh good. I'm glad to hear that you've got that as well because you know, some people say, Well, I don't have showmax, but there's a way of doing it anyway, both here and abroad. Um so Nathaniel, you know Nathaniel, the singer and um, sure. all time. He's got a new series, Te Veil Ec Vach. It's a cooking show which is shot on a farm near Stellenbosch that has roots to his French ancestor, Jean Leroux. And that's also on Showmax for expats as well, so you can catch it on there. And then the um, Showmax Pro, Africa only. Um, you can watch all 52 Africa Cup of Nations games, which are streaming live until the 6th of February. And Euphoria Season 2 is on Showmax Essay only, um, but if you're overseas, you can watch on HBO. And then, of course, um, and you said you're going to go and watch this now, and it's something which people have been saying is so bad, it's good. Apparently, it's very easy watching. We're talking about Brazen, which is number one on Netflix worldwide, starring Alyssa Milano. I think I'll give that a miss. I'm still trying to wend my way through The Handmaid's Tale. I have to take that in small little nibbles rather than bike-sized chunks. It's too depressing to watch the whole thing at once. So there, that's what you're going uh. to be watching aren't you ted Mm -hmm.
1: talking about handmaid's tale the main actress in handmaid's tale elizabeth moss Mm -hmm. is now um in a series which was written is based on a book by south africa's lauren bierkus yes called the shining the shining girls um which was bought by apple tv and is now probably in the can already waiting to be shown so that's something to look out for. It's about a time-traveling serial killer. And um, that's with a strong South African – well, it's written by a South African.
0: But, and Lauren Bjorkus' uh, work is fantastic. I love her stuff. It's fabulous. Anyway, yeah, so so said, that's go. it. We're going to have to um, love and leave you, and we'll sh- I'm sure we'll catch up Great with you again. Here. Of course, for everybody, you can go and read his writings and musings on sapeople.com. You'll find a lot of stuff from him there. Um, blogs as well. And um, hopefully, we'll
1: tedbuerta.com.
0: tedbuerta.com, yes. <laughs> you have to tell us those things as well. We'll put it up on the site as well. And hopefully Jenny's feeling a lot better and she'll be able to catch up with again with us next week. Until then, take care, get out there, do something positive for South Africa and just be good to everybody else. Bye-bye.